two, one, and now we're live. ESP 015 Samantha McMahon part two. <laughs> part deux. Part deux. I've always wanted to be I always wanted to be part of a part deux. <laughs> well, here we are. Yes. I am already laughing. I can't help but laugh every time I listen to the show's opening. Uh, specifically the Bob's Burger stuff and the yeah. Shia LaBeouf. I lose it and yeah. I'm learning witchcraft and Wiccan. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's I was supposed to teach you about that. <laughs> well, I kind of started on my own. Good. Oh, I have a book you can have. Cool. Yes, please. I found a mentor and I also oh, really? got yes. That's so exciting. Yes. Well, I feel like we're sisters. Yeah. Like coven sisters. Yes. I actually have, but like I wanted to find someone that was a little bit older, more experienced, more seasoned. I think I don't know how old she is. I don't want to assume. So I'll, I'll ask. But I know that she's been doing it for quite some time. Yes. She has an altar and. I have an altar. I need to bring you into my coven. Um, you would absolutely love. Please. Love, love, love Danielle. I for anyone coming in, by the way, ESP015, we're talking about Wicked. Uh, yeah. Witchcraft. <clears throat> Wiccan. So we have a there's a lot of witches in the queer community. I know a lot of witches. And I know I said I wouldn't do politics, but let me just start off by saying oh, sure. I ordered Politic a shirt. Away. I ordered a shirt that um, I don't know if it was a shirt or a sign that somebody was holding at one of the marches. But basically, all the girls in my coven, we all got these badass shirts that say we are the granddaughters of the witches you couldn't burn. And I'm like, <gasps> yes, power to the people. I love it. I'll get you one for Christmas. Please <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They're so awesome. And it has all these really cool symbols. It has the moon phases on the top. And where did you find these shirts again? Um, oh gosh, I can't remember someone, the website. Someone must have painstakingly taken the time to make those. I can't remember the website. I'll send you the link. No, I'll just buy one for you. Just tell me your shirt size. Okay. Um, yeah, if it's, okay. If it's a women's t shirt, they're women's t shirts, right? Because the women's um, sizes fit way differently women, than there's women and I don't unisex. like unisex. I don't like you don't unisex. Like unisex. At all. all right, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That's the amazing. other shirt that I got, uh, love it. it. Says the future is female, and very popular shirt. Of, yeah, I do like that shirt. But lots of people in my family are like, oh really? Or anytime anybody's like, oh really? I go, yeah. Men have had their turn. Yeah, <laughs> it's our turn now. <laughs> so, how long have you been involved with Wiccan and witchcraft? I feel like I sort of dabbled in or was just always sort of open to this like spiritual stuff since I was young. I, yeah. I always like maybe Same. 11 or 12. I always felt this like the pull, the this, connection yes, to the spirit the world energy too. And for me, it mostly focuses on um, nature and the earth. It's all very earthy. And how do I want to put this? I believe that there is definitely some sort of like cosmic balance. I think that there is like karma and this sense of harmony in the world, which is why you can't, you know, the whole thing where you can't put out evil and not expect to get it back. You know, right. I think there's this balance. Um, but in the well, last the yin yang four is years, universal. Yeah. So um, almost any spiritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say religion. I don't like the word religion, but yeah, I know it technically is a religion. But to any spirituality, yeah, yeah. The aspect of good and evil of the yin and yang is almost mm -hmm. universal. Yeah, to and every belief system for and me, it's or spirituality, positive and negative energy. It's all about like energy for me. Sorry, that's okay. Um, that but was meant to happen in the last like. I'm gonna put it away. <laughs> I tap. I fidget in the last 
four years, I want to say. Maybe even longer. I feel like my friend suffered a tremendous loss. Um, Somebody very close to her died, and that sort of reignited our desire to explore this spirituality more. But in the last Mm. four years, we've really committed to it and made ourselves a little coven and written spells that work for us or yeah and a lot of the times it's like being around a fire and sort of cleansing rituals and Mm. seeking balance and strength and guidance yeah it's um but a lot of elemental things fire earth water air just to find that balance um and strength and protection and harmony it's that's sort of what i base my beliefs in so story time real quick (laughs) have you ever been to women of wisdom and yes plug for women of wisdom and i want to find out exactly where it is my flashlight is still on from the crash course that i just took Mm. on learning how to use a flashlight yes (laughs) the crash course i just took on learning to use you passed congratulations you passed setting up the live stream camera the actual camera the camera camera that one Yes. Oh, I always forget that that's on too. Should I like here or here? Both? Either or. Whatever you feel most comfortable with. So Women of Wisdom. I'm going to find out exactly where they are. Northeastern. I knew it was something that I wouldn't. I wanted to say Mansfield or Marshfield. No. That's not that bad. We should go. Yes. Women of Wisdom in Northeastern Massachusetts. Massachusetts, the homeland, the motherland for witchcraft of any kind. Yeah. Well, in the U.S. In the U.S., yes. Of any kind in the United States. New England, Massachusetts. Salem. Yes. I'm actually going to Salem for the first time. I'm making my first pilgrimage to Salem. Yes. I haven't been in so long. You could probably go with us. We're going with a group. What day? Do you want to bring your your man? Your boo? I do. It's just, okay, every year. We'll talk more about that I'm after. like, oh, I'm going to go. No, I'm we have like an official Salem. plan in a group. Let's no, go. No, but like, here's yeah. my issue. I'm, like, I'm going to go to Salem. I'm going to go to Comic-Con. I'm going to go to King Richard's Fair. I get free tickets to King Richard's Fair every year. But the problem is once school starts, I can only work on the weekends. And I'm like, I'll be How damned if I'm going to. I know people who have <laughs> a. Um, I know people. Oh, I know people, honey. No, I know people who um, have a shop there. Do you know, like, one of the retail stalls? Oh, yes. And so they get tickets to give to people um, to increase the attendance. Wow, that was a difficult word. Revenue. Yeah. All of the above. Yep. But so because I work on the weekends, I'm like, ugh, I can't justify taking the day off and not only losing that money but then when i go to comic-con and salem and king richard's fair and any of these places so many fun things to do in the fall i'm like i'm only gonna spend 75 dollars and then i'm like ooh, look at this comic book look at this thing look at this that here's my credit card and three hundred dollars later so this is why i don't go so here's the thing comic-con is overpriced comic-con is way overpriced i go to i know anime but boston it's fun every year i missed anime boston but well I'm going, I, I go every year you can come with me next year if you want i know okay so salem we have an official day in a group and it's a saturday and you don't have to spend money if you go to salem Yes. I mean, you're, well, no, inevi- you're like inevitably to go going to, the, to but... I'd like to go to the haunted houses. Oh, but okay. you can usually get, like, if you buy, like, a 
pack of them, you can get a discount. Um, but my favorite thing is the Samantha Montgomery statue, Bewitched. There's a statue of Samantha from Bewitched in Salem. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a monument to because she died of cancer in, what, the early 90s, I think. But, um, you know, my name is Samantha, and my dad used yeah. to always joke that, like, I was Samantha from Bewitched. So I so actually, love yeah. that. And story That's time. Awesome. Can I just, like, one of course. sentimental little thing? Take as much time as you want. My family story used time to Samantha. go to Salem occasionally. Um, anything with anything anytime, like this, you can talk as long um, as you want. You know Honey Sticks? Little tubes yeah, I love honey sticks. I absolutely love those because I have a sweet tooth and I love honey. But mostly mm. I love them because they make me think of my dad because the first time I had one, we he had bought a bunch and we were standing in line in Salem for um, one of the haunted houses. And I don't even know where he got it from. He just like handed me one. And so, yeah, I always think of my dad when I have a honey stick. I don't know why, but it's just like a cute little. That's nice, though. I know. I have thing. a weakness for sweets. Oh, my God. Me, too. That's a stepbrother's reference. Oh, well. I like Step Brothers too. So there you go. But I also do seriously like sweet things. Oh, yeah. I had like six pieces of candies, piece of candies, pieces Ooh, of piece candy, of candy. <laughs> I am Adam West. Um, We're going oh, no, back to the Adam golden West age of piracy. Some... Six pieces of James Woods right? or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, no, so I had like six pieces of candy. Six pieces of eight. And then, <laughs> and then I went to uh, this place, Lambert's, for lunch to get like salad because they have like a build-your-own-salad bar and mm. soup bar. And I was like, great. And then I walked around to the checkout, and of course they have their giant homemade freshly baked cookies. And I was like, I'll just get one. And I got a ginger molasses cookie. Erin, it was this big. I was like, well, it's just one cookie. So I ate it. Those things are hard to pass on. <laughs> and I'm probably going to get dessert when we go out after this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if the place we're going has dessert. Maybe fried ice cream? We have mochi ice cream? Hopefully. Mm. I have a big pack of mochi in my freezer at home. Right. But it's it's the I'll stop just... and shop mochi. So it's the fake me up mochi, but it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mochi. Mm. Is it? I'll have to try that. So Side note, yeah, I'm going good. to Epcot and oh. uh, well, I'm going to Disney and Universal in May. Oh, awesome. It's a graduation present for me and Chris. And I haven't been to Epcot since I was like a child, but I'm super excited to go and taste all of the food because my life revolves around eating. Epcot was I, my favorite yeah. park. Out of yeah. All. It's so cool. You get to travel the world. Yeah. And they have like. In three hours. <laughs> from what I understand, they have a lot of cultural like interactive exhibits. They do. Like right now they have one about Coco, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also like all of the food and like wine and cheeses and stuff. Cheese is also yes. food. I wine eat and a lot. And when I'm not eating, Same. I'm thinking about eating. Yes. <laughs> Okay. That's another Moving reason why on. I'm cosplaying Rindo Senpai from Food Wars. Oh, there you in go. In November. She's can my favorite just, character. Can we she just has vampire teeth, just like me. Take like a moment to talk about how your eyeshadow always looks so freaking good. And how Thank people you, ask me to do their makeup for them. Like at my mom's salon, I sometimes do bridal makeup or prom makeup. And they walk away looking beautiful. And then I'm like, th- this morning... I smudged my eyeliner from like here up to there, and then I was—I didn't notice it until I was in the car, and I was wiping it. I didn't it. want to say anything. I was wiping it like this, and I went through like the drive-through to get coffee, and by the time I pulled up to the window, it was just smeared like this. I was like, no. "Oh my god, this is beyond repair." So That's I just took some concealer and like dabbed it over all of it, and was <laughs> like, "I'll try again tomorrow." <laughs> try, try again. Mm. 
I got us way off topic here. Actually, you uh, did. Story time. You started this. Yes, I did. Story time. It I was watched... something about witches. Witches. <laughs> Salem. Salem. Mm. But I, was... I don't know where the story time was going, though. Uh, Salem and asking me to go. And then I said, God knows what. And now we're talking about food and makeup. Oh. <laughs> well, podcasts are built on random, on random tangents, but... So, Salem. So I just had to burp, so I pulled my face okay. away from the microphone and went down. So we are getting a group to go to Salem. And when are you? When are y'all meeting next for a coven meeting? God only knows. Soon? Do you have one, actually? We don't have one planned. Okay. Um, we so definitely will before Halloween. We okay. try to, all like, right around all the holidays, too. Like, we always do a Yule celebration. Um, so, yeah, there will be at least a couple. before then, too, because I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and I was going to say, go ahead. No. No, no, no. You first. Uh, oh, uh, I was going to say, yeah, we can have everybody over the house. Because Chris and I are moving into the house this weekend or something. Oh, really? Yeah, so we'll have to do like a... We'll have to do like a... Housewarming? Yeah, like cleansing it, you know, good vibes, good yes. spirits, banished bad spirits. just bought my first... Okay, so I remember where I was going with the story time with mm. this. So before I transitioned, I was in... I was married. Mm-hmm. And... During that relationship, I was introduced to the basics, crystals, gridding, grid zones. I had some pretty intense experiences with ghosts, local ghosts, um, to the point where they physically manifested with all but an actual outline. And that's the trick is it's to actually see an outline. I didn't see an outline, but... I could feel and see and hear the footsteps yeah. coming closer and closer to me. Oh so, my God, you have to meet Danielle. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that you mentioned haunted houses and I don't really like haunted houses because I believe already. Oh, Do you know what I mean? So I like, mean, so, so going to the haunted houses, no, it's the, the ones jump that scare. Are Boom. Ah, it's fun. Oh, the, owl- yeah, oh, no, I mean like the okay. Halloween attraction. I, I thought you meant like going to the, going to the actual locales in the no. book Haunted Massachusetts. No, no. <laughs> because I already believe, and it's, and the negativity is, okay, I thought you meant like yeah, the real Yeah, oh my deal. gosh, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to go to a house that, like, where murders happened yeah, or unhappy ghosts exist. And like, why disturb them? Yeah. No, I meant, like, you're going through... Okay. Like a, a a closet that's getting narrow and narrow, and you look behind you and like mm, mm, there's a chainsaw and there's you know there's no chain on it, but you're Those freaking have out. Their value. Oh my god! I worked at a couple of haunted houses. Oh really? Yeah. I thought yeah. I, I thought town. you meant like although no. it would be interesting <laughs> to see some of the sites because some of the sites there, especially some of the ones that are more natural, that are right in the middle of nature, like the bridges, the haunted mm-hmm. bridges. Yeah. That I think I think if I went to visit one real haunted site, I would visit the bridge because it's interesting because when you're in a house, a house is a man-made or a structure, a haunted right. structure. It's it's a man-made structure. And I feel like the energies and the spirits that are in those structures are sort of tied to those structures. Yeah, they're sort of confined there, not necessarily by choice almost, like confined there by, I don't know. When you have a when you have a haunted site that is outdoors and you go during the day, if you're spiritually open, I feel like that is the best time 
to actually experience that. Have a positive interaction, I think. Yes. Because there's there's two different there's technically two different witching hours. If you believe and if you're if you're a true believer, which we both are, and you go to a site around three thirty in the afternoon, especially an outdoor site where nature has had its chance to um, to reclaim that's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. Reclaim some of that reclaim. negative energy. Yeah. Then then you are yes, then you are um, experiencing a positive experience. Or you should be experiencing a positive experience. Three mm-hmm. thirty in the morning, yes, that's the witching hour. But it's also been associated with a lot of negativity. And that witching hour, um, because of the darkness, it allows negative spirits also to come in. And the sun is pretty powerful. And the sun has its own spiritual energy. And that's why there's two different witching hours. So is the moon. Truth. Truth. We are a Dianic coven. We're all about, like, females and feminism we like the oh, I have, yeah, triple moon goddess mm. um this phases of the female life so the sun is pretty awesome but he's a dude so <laughs> but no you're right you're right it's just as powerful it's it's that equilibrium that i was talking about mm. the, the yin and yang so don't get me wrong i love the i love the night and i love the moon and the deck, I, and I'm a feminist, and the I deck know. that I have I is the goddess deck, the goddess tarot. Oh. But there are female, there are female gods of the sun. Okay, fair. And I never thought of the sun as masculine. That's, I think, really, you, it's... you know what's you know what's interesting is 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 when you have two witches who are actually like true true believers and who are really into this you can have really interesting debate yeah. <laughs> really interesting debates i feel like it's always uh you know it's mm, no i think uh it's in my mind and everything that the overarching themes that i have encountered have been that like you know like the the dual sexes so it's like mm. the sun is male and the moon is female um and then you know you have like um mother nature mother earth and you have father time so you know not to make my entire belief system fall into that like you know tiny box of like gender uh construct but whatever i'm just saying that's um i feel like that's pretty typical like guideline to encounter for a lot of witches modern or otherwise so i i actually feel like the sun and the moon are both neutral in their own ways. Sure. Because I think that's totally valid. If you if you really look back, if you look back into historical organizations that were run by women, uh, different societies, different covens, different groups, there have always been priestesses mm-hmm. of the sun, the sun and, moon. and moon. Yep. Priestess totally of the valid. Sun, priestess of the moon. Mm-hmm. 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 Goddess of the sun, goddess of the moon. Mm-hmm. So there's that duality there but i think it's not necessarily that the sun is masculine and the moon is feminine no it's it doesn't have you to can be. be you can be a witch of the sun you can be a witch of the moon you can be a witch of both you and can i and actually consider yeah. myself to be pretty well-rounded as far as i like both aspects well that's part of the thing that's so great about not just wicca but religion in general is that it's you don't have to just go by whatever book you're reading 
you should personalize it to do what makes your soul feel the most at ease and the most guided and the most in tune with your belief. Like it doesn't, it's not, a, it's, there's not right and wrong. There's, there's not a, a book on Wicca. There's probably like thousands of books oh, yes. on Wicca. However, I do want you to read the book that I'm going to give you or you can just buy it when you go to Salem. Ugh, it's like Wicca for the modern witch. It's great. Like you can, yes. it's like you can literally incorporate microwaves into your spells. <laughs> When you're in a pinch and don't have fire. <laughs> the book I picked up at the Sea Witch. I went to the Sea Witch in Fairhaven, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a book there that incorporated modern elements into spellbinding. Oh my god! I just there's a new like store. I think there's a new spiritual store in New Bedford, and I'm gonna. I'm really sorry. Oh Keep well, the Sea Witch is there. pretty. Uh, we should go to the Sea Witch yes. too, which yes, is where yes. I got my first ever official tarot deck. So yeah. So nice. as I mentioned before, before I transitioned. I had a very Sorry. oh my no, god I totally okay. derailed you. I had a very basic understanding and introduction into like I said stones, grid zones, smudging, sage, basic herbs and spices and just attunement to the spiritual world and mm-hmm. tarot. And my ex-partner and I had this whole collection of all of these things and books, everything, spirituality, goddesses, angels, everything. In-depth analysis of stones it was a book that was about this big and it was all about the, pro- the yeah the healing properties of crystals and that was our shared experience but as i moved on and became the person i was was supposed to be and transitioned into the real me and sort of yeah. shed that exterior manly you know that masculinity that was just toxic um when i embraced the feminine sorry i made that thing because <laughs> I listen to this podcast called the Bechtel cast and there's bingo because I say the same things over and over and over again. And one of the squares is toxic masculinity. So I just played it the other day and we just I'm, filled I'm actually going to play it again tomorrow. So That's you awesome. said toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity and I was like, Check it oh, off. bingo. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Awesome. I have a lot of energy today and I keep no, derailing you. Great. But, no, it's great. Um, it's wonderful. Where, well, but I think what? it's so great that, um, that this, set of beliefs helped you become the person that you always sort of knew you were that you always needed to become you know I always knew but it was I did a lot of lying to myself Mm -hmm. for a long time a lot of people do yeah but any big change any any big change doesn't happen overnight you know what I mean it's any change or transition gender otherwise i think requires a lot of lying to oneself in denial and getting over that before you get to that point oh yeah you know so sarah just texted me friend of the show sarah rose just texted me it's called sactum folklorum in new bedford she works at the new bedford whaling museum and she texted me very excitedly the other day that this place opened up sactum folklorum did she mean sanctum Maybe, maybe that's. <laughs> I don't a think sanctum is a word. That sounds very no. So no, yeah, no, so no, so no. sanctum folklorum is a a, sh- a store a in New sanctum Bedford. of folklore. Obviously, sanctum folk. Yep, she's totally wrong. It's okay. sanctum, sanctum folklorica. Thanks, oh, folklorica. Sarah. You made me sound stupid. I like that it's at the end. On the air. That's okay. Uh, we can edit out anything that we need to. <clears throat> no, just kidding. But we can. Kidding, not kidding. Don't. Yes. Leave it all the in. The show must go on. So 
I I'm went real. To... <laughs> I'm real, girl. I'm, I'm so Are real. So. R-E-L? Real. <laughs> Ooh, I'm real smart. That's what I am. <laughs> that was so totally you went to where? Totally intentional. Well, yeah. You went to where? So I went to Women of Wisdom. Oh, in, right. right. The place that we were talking about before. Sorry. And it's a store that's run by women and they do Reiki and you go and you mm. pick your stones and sometimes men will come in there and they do spiritual healing and everything. It's a really intense store. I recommend mm. that everyone that's listening that's in this area go to Women of Wisdom in Northeastern, I said, right? Yes, that's what we decided. And also the Sea Witch, which is where I get all of my, my new stuff. But And now apparently... Not sanctum folklorum, but sanctum folk folklorica, folklorica. Sanctum on folklorica. Purchase Street in New Bedford, where all of the real girls go, spelled R E L. Rel, rel witches. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> rel witches. Hashtag rel witch. Yes. So, there. It's run by women, and it's all women that work there, and. Obviously, they're very sensitive. The women that work there are trained professionals. They're very sensitive to energy. And I was walking mm. around in my chronic state of depression. But one of them just stopped in her tracks. And she looked at me just like this. And she went and smiled. Just give you this knowing smile. And just turned around. But, but she was just like totally taken off guard for a minute. And uh, I have to go back in and thank her because that thought has not left my mind since that day. That somebody was just in tune with you. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna know exactly what I'm talking mm -hmm. about when I go in there. Mm -hmm. So, but I did go to the Sea Witch to get all of my new stuff because it's right down the street, and I went with Josh. Oh, so I got my first ever tarot deck that belonged to me. And the relationship that I was talking about before, we had multiple decks over the years but not, nothing was personal to me so i went in yeah. and i found a deck that called me and it was the goddess deck and interestingly enough that was the first time i had ever myself drew tarot cards i've been interested in tarot cards for four five years if not more and i was learning from other people that were reading for me for my yeah, partner for, for our friends my own reading and i was really soaking it in and just over the course of four to five years, every time one, uh, somebody did a tarot reading, which was quite often, relatively regularly, I would soak it in and really I was learning without even sort of realizing that I was actively learning. Mm -hmm. So when I actually it's found the best, my... Yes. I'm a teacher. That's the best kind yes. of learning. Well, that's uh, passive learning, right? It's or like... Is that, no, it's called something else. Um, You're actively learning, but passively. Well, There's I a phrase for that. What? Constructive? I don't, I'm not sure. Well, the whole thing right now is like learning. we want, yeah, constructivism. We want kids to build their own construct of learning to make meaningful connections, which is great. But no, it's like when people learn without realizing they're yes. learning. That's what's up. Especially with when like, you know, with yeah, younger folk, because kids are like, oh, Mr. McMahon, this is so boring. Not that any of the kids have done that yet, but they will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of awesome. That and you we were, were able to soak teaching. that up. Yeah. You know? But I was learning and I was really, well, since, I mean, I've always been in tune to the spirit world, just like you. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, you were always attuned to the spirit world as well. But over the course of the years, I became more attuned and I became more of a believer. And it was just painfully obvious. Mm. And when I, I just found a deck that called to me and it was a call to me, like, whoa. 
So I did my first ever reading on my own. I connected with the deck. I made sure it was clean. I listened to it. And that's the thing about tarot. Anyone that is interested in tarot, you have to find a deck that calls to you, but then you also have to find a reliable vendor because you want to make sure that the deck that you get is not associated with any negativity. Yeah, no kidding. And if that's the one that calls to you and you still want it, you should have it cleansed. Yeah. Professionally cleansed by the light of the moon or by a professional or if you really trust the vendor and the vendor says, maybe I should cleanse this. Yes, you want to listen to them and have your tarot deck cleansed. So the witch that worked at the store, she looked at my tarot deck and she said, oh, yeah, this is fine. It's not even open. She's like, and this is a good company. She said that she stood by the company. Yeah. I know yeah, it's her sure. store, but I, she's very trustworthy. So I got my first tarot deck and I did my first reading. I connected with the deck and I did a reading for Josh as well. Oh. And it was just a wonderfully positive experience. I set up some grid stones in my nice. room from the stones that we had just purchased. And my boyfriend was like, how do I do this? Well, when we were in the store, he's like, how do I do this? And I said, babe, you have to find the items and the stones and talismans that call to you. Yeah. And he's like, how do I do that? I said, just do it. Just feel. You have to go by feeling. And interestingly enough, Josh was drawn to an onyx raven talisman. Pretty powerful stuff for his first for his first go at it. So Yeah. Um, he not, found it in like, the corner. I'm honestly not. What is the raven part of it? I don't I, I was know. Because I, I understand onyx. I love onyx. So tell me about onyx because I'm not that familiar um, with onyx. But well, no, what I was going to say in general, I think my favorite thing to do is go to a store when you have like this. Um, I mean, I don't know where you have you ever been to. It's open doors and I want to say Braintree. They have oh, lots one of stones. I would I, like to I go. I think that's what it's called. And. I love taking people and, you know, like you said, just pick the ones that call to you. And it's great when mm. you um, just to watch people go and watch people pick them up and go through the process. And then they usually have like the label and underneath it'll list off the common uses for it. And I can't That's tell you trick. how many times in my life where I've just whatever, for whatever reason, it's this stone that's calling to me. And, you know, it's like a stone for strength or calm yeah. or peace. Cause that's something you can't read the labels. You have to but, go by I feel mean, you, but and, and then, then you read the yeah, label and then it's really a surprise. Cool. It's like a fortune. It's like a um, mini fortune selecting. It stones. is. But oh, so part of the, a big part of the reason that um, I, I think was drawn to Wicca in general is the, the um, sense of peace. Like I said, that equilibrium and the balance because I'm sure that our volume is turned up. Sure. Um, because I, uh, my head has been such a chaotic place for a long time because I struggle with mental illness and the, you know, sometimes stones or crystals or just a spell in general or just being with my coven community so around a fire. It's not even relax. It, it has this amazing ability to calm the calm chaos in my mind. Yeah. Now, just going to put a plug out there. Nothing fixes it as well as my medication does, you guys. I'm not, please don't think I'm advocating that, like, you don't need meds. Get off them and sit around a fire. No. Um, but I think multifaceted that, approach to mental health. Yes. But I spirituality do. Spirituality is a huge exactly part of it. Exactly. The multifaceted thing. But, but professionals, yeah. modern professionals can be important. But can be helpful. But having people. my, this spiritual network and the support of my you know sisters in my coven it's 
like one without the yeah but it's like one without the other wouldn't be as effective having them both has changed my life so drastically Mm. so we're actually so so we're going to talk about your internship and your student yeah oh my god we were going to talk about disney you guys i hope we circle around to that we're still going to talk about (laughs) that but we're also going to talk about mental health matters but the last thing i want to talk about as far as and we'll probably come back to this but as far as witchcraft who's your goddess I don't know why I just phrase it that way. I my train of my thought process is all jumbled sometimes. Oh, we just do like we're just dynamic. It's just okay. I yeah. mean, but personally, do you have I don't. No. Oh, okay. What about you? Isis. Oh, I like and that. And I'll tell you more about that you know what? at some point. When I was younger, I was big into um Greek mythology mm. and I loved Isis and I actually went as Isis for Halloween one year. The Egyptian version? Yes, the Egyptian version. And did I, did I say Greek mythology? Oh my gosh, I'm stupid. I meant Egyptian mythology. Because a lot of these tropes oh, they're, are they're the same. I used to make figures. flow charts with that <laughs> compared and contrasted Roman, Greek, and Egyptian mythology Ooh, I would love to look when at I was that. in seventh grade because I was such a nerd. Um, but I went as Isis for That's Halloween and people were like, oh, you're Cleopatra. And I was 12 years old, not trick-or-treating. Oh, you're 12. No, and I was, like, wolf at me. I was like, I'm not Cleopatra. God, I'm Isis. I didn't even want to trick-or-treat by the end of the night. I was so pissed off. So that's why we get along. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's a lot there, but I'll talk to you about it one-on-one. Yeah. At some point. About my connection um, to Isis. Um, so hang on. On the... Well, we'll have to find out who your goddess is. Spooky. Yeah, let's do some research. Well, I well the, the goddess deck will actually, you can find out who your goddess is by the goddess deck, and I'd be happy to do a yes, goddess reading do. for you. We should. By the way, Josh is associated with Diana. Diana chose Josh. Well, I chose Diana. Hopefully she chooses me back. So that should be a sign <laughs> because Josh is, Josh is my partner. But that reading was about him. But Diana, repre- Diana came forth very obviously as the goddess that uh, desired or that wanted to make it clear that she wanted to represent and become Josh's goddess. Oh, I like that. That's great because because I like Josh. I hit it it off with him. I think he's great. He's got some great feminine energy. He doesn't have any aspect of toxic masculinity. (laughs) Bingo. Uh, Bingo. (laughs) To anyone else just joining. Yeah, it's just what's wonderful. Yeah. Um... Okay, uh, I could make a pretty good segue from circle back and unpack. Ready? Hang on, let me make a really good. Okay, let me make go a good ahead. segue. So, we're talking about things that are uh, what supernatural, and as we all know, I do theater. So this October, come see me at Katuit Center for the Arts. I am in a brand new show that is making its world premiere. It's called. Dark tales told on a cold autumn eve. Ooh, I, I act no, I actually genuinely like Ooh, that. That just gave so me chills. Seriously. It's, now, Jim uh, Dalglish is the playwright and director. Uh, he's a very okay. successful playwright, and I feel so honored to be working with him. He wants to keep a lot of it under wraps because he wants the audience to be surprised and and chilled. Okay. This but one I want to go to. Let me give you the premise. Okay. Once a year. On a full moon in October, sold. <laughs> a man goes to the remnants of a tavern um, on Great Island in Wellfleet and lights a fire. And 
the souls and shadows sort of come out to tell their stories. And their stories are all based on Cape Cod folklore. Um, and some of them get a little, like some of them are really based in Cape Cod folklore. And then some of them are just more modern horror stories, things that really like would chill you to the bone, but they take place on the Cape. Um, so that's pretty much all I'm allowed to say. And it's genuinely creepy storytelling, but the relationships and stories also get kind of heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and it, I'm working with such a talented cast. And one of the cast members is a theater teacher at Sturgis Charter School in Hyannis, where I'm doing my student teaching. See how that I did that segue? That is a good segue. I know. Wow. Gotta, Another high five. I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. There it is. Doling out high fives like candy on this episode. Like the six piece of candies <laughs> that I had today. The, yeah. The six pieces of eight. Yeah. <laughs> the six pence piece of eight. There um, we go. So, yeah. Student teaching. It's a thing that I'm doing. Yes. Um, how is that going for you? So I, Sturgis has two campuses. So I'm actually going to be on the West Campus right next to the Cape Cod Melody Tent. Um, and Sturgis's program is just unbelievably advanced. It's a theater and program? Um, they, have, uh, they have theater classes, but Sturgis is on what's called the IB program, the International Baccalaureate program. Okay. And it's like AP on crack. It is oh. so intense and awesome and in-depth. Yes. And these kids, I was sitting in listening. So the IB program is just for juniors and seniors. So I'll be taking over the ninth and 10th grade classes. Okay. I'm going to start with the two 10th grade classes. Um, but the IB juniors and seniors, the seniors in particular, I was listening to them talk about death of a salesman and their director notebooks for it. And they're going how they would stage a scene with lighting, what they would want to emphasize, their intentions, you know, how they're going to use this the technical aspects to have that impact on the audience and i am listening to them with my jaw on the floor because last semester in my modern american drama class one of the last things we did was death of a salesman and i did not hear anything nearly as intelligible come out of the mouths of college students and i'm listening to these 17 year olds do it so wow am i blessed to be in this really environment the program it's it's in, it's incredible and did you get hooked up there through BSU through the teaching yeah, program Bridgewater at BSU? State okay. placed me there. I don't know how I just well, got that really was one lucky. good thing. I just to got come really out of your lucky. experience. Yeah, I know you've had a mixed bag. I have had a mixed bag. I have to say that um, I I truly appreciate the quality of education that I've got from Bridgewater. Gotten got apparently I need more education. <laughs> um, but the administrative side of it has been very. It's one of those Tuesdays. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a weird Tuesday. The weather and mm. the changing of the... But I did it. I'm doing it. I'm going to graduate in December. Nice. So, you know, I mean, Boom. God willing. God, goddess willing. Yes. <laughs> goddess willing. There we go. Um, yeah. I'm going to start saying, oh, my goddess from now on. I yeah. am not going to say, oh, my As God, should. anymore. As we oh should. Oh, my goddess. Becky, yes. look at her butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, student teaching. Um, I, I'm excited to mm -hmm. mostly. Do your readings we've, mostly we've been playing theater games thus yes. far because theater games are awesome but then we reel it back in and talk to the kids about why did we just do that what did we just learn from that yes we just had you running around and maybe pretend, pretending to be an amorphous blob but like mm, what were we doing there and usually it's about your body and awareness or focus and 
I swear there's like a method to the madness. Of course. But yeah, I mostly want to be a theater teacher because theater is such a significant part of exploring character and society and therefore exploring who you are and how you perceive yourself and how you think you fit into the world. Um, we and talked about that so, last episode. Yeah, and it's so important. And it also is big with building your social skills and communication skills. And I have my minor in special ed, so um, I definitely try to connect those two whenever I can. Does the number five mean anything to you personally? Because you've been ESP005 and now we're on 15, so it's 5, 10, 15. Oh, man. You know what? I haven't thought I haven't thought a lot about numbers. If it means something to anyone, it would be you, us, as witches. I haven't, I haven't thought a lot about numbers lately. I'm going to keep my eye on it, though. Number five. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna be open to it. Is the thing. Okay. Probably. I mean, I could sit here and <laughs> think about fives. Um, so so yeah. So uh, what's sage new with as you? Well. What's new with you? Oh my god, I love sage. Yes. Brand sage constantly. So I had so much of it when I was in my past relationship. Yeah. We had so much sage. It was not even funny. And they still use sage. And I finally got again. I finally got a collection of things that was new to me. I had a whole box of crystals a whole box it was about this big and they just sort of disappeared and i'm glad because there was a lot of negativity mm. soaked up oh my god in yeah. those crystals and when i told that to the sea witch in Fairhaven, she said oh yeah well they were doing their job then yeah and oh man yeah. do you want to know the best so. thing oh, last year so my friend danielle that's in the coven with us she loves to make jewelry and it's like you pick out the beads or the crystal that oh, speaks to you. That's and not my strong suit. So I would love to have someone show, like, custom make something for me. That's there incredible. was this one um, quartz pendant and I loved it because um, yeah, I love clear, clear quartz. quartz. I have so much of that. And it called to me because it, it almost looked like there was a chasm in it. It almost looked like there was a split but it was still together and it was still intact and it was so strong. And I was like, yep, that's what I want. That's what I need right now. Um, because I was like, I was so incredibly stressed out the last two semesters. And I was like, yeah, I need that. And I was having a particularly bad day and I was going into a movement class and I took my sweatshirt off and, um, I didn't realize that the uh, the knot was coming loose, but it was definitely coming loose on purpose. So when I took my sweatshirt off, it like essentially untied the knot and the necklace fell. And where that chasm was, it finally broke perfectly clean off. And this girl was like, oh, my gosh, you can glue it back together. And I was like, oh, hell no, honey. I'm like, it yeah. broke for a reason. I'm like, yeah. I have been having a bad month, a bad day. I was like, that thing it was, doing was its job. full. I was yep. like, it was full, and it was yeah. taking it all away from me. For people that don't and believe, there's I your was, proof right there. Well, no, when I said that, and she was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't think about it that way. I was like, oh, good. We can have a sharing moment, you know, like, <laughs> we can have this bonding thing. A sincere um, shared moment. Yeah, but well, that's exactly. It was great. Yeah, I mean, clear quartz is just so, it's so neutral, and yeah, it just absorbs pure. so much. Which is why I like it so much. It did its job. It really yes. did its job. Um, I'm, a, I'm a white knot not Caucasian. I'm a white sun witch. And by white, I mean the color. Mm. <laughs> but um, I also... I like white, too. Yes. Um, so, like, when you're using candles and such, you know, uh, each color represents its its own thing. But white is 
neutral you can replace any candle with a white candle and you just put your intention into that I, I love that white can be so many things because you can put at least I believe your intention into the white candle and it will act as the color that you needed it to white is awesome that if you break bad. the white light you see the many colors yes that's a quote from the original Lord of the Rings book oh my god yes. it all comes full circle or maybe it wasn't the first one. I can't remember exactly which book it was us. in. But yeah, because Saruman, maybe it was the Two Towers. Because when... I wouldn't be able to tell you. When they're talking about Saruman and Gandalf and the white wizards, with Saruman, he became Saruman the many colors because when you break white light, you see the rainbow. Yeah, the whole spectrum. And it didn't mean like... It didn't mean... In that story, it didn't mean pride. It meant like a, like a fracturing of colors. Yeah. So... Almost like it. Yes. But here's here's the thing, is that I love the moon and the stars. Totally connected. Mm -hmm. And if you're a white sun witch, okay, that, that just means that you take a lot of your power from the sun. But when you're a white sun witch, for me personally, that just means that it's not just colors and clear quartz and the sun, but it's also the stars and the moon. The light that they emanate is pure white. Yes. See... I think part of So that's of my why I say that there's a that there's a duality, a, a duality yeah. beyond masculine and feminine of the sun and the moon. So okay, and I totally agree, and I I do think that part of my um, words are hard. <laughs> they can be part they of my can be. inclination towards the moon is that the moon is this white light, and it's in to me it's calmer. The sun has a lot more, I feel like, unharnessed energy. Mm. And um, like I said, when I use Wicca to to quiet my mind and to find this inner peace, what I need is the cool, calm energy that I get from the moon, essentially. Mm. So I'm just being biased. My bad. No, it has nothing but to do with... But it's valid. It's, it's, well, that's what it means to Energy me. affects everyone differently. Yeah. And each witch is extremely unique. Mm -hmm. Every every one of us is extremely unique in our own way. And we have to find what... Call, we every, every single one of us has power that is specifically chosen for us by powers beyond our control or understanding. And for you... It's the moon. Well, I think it's the moon because it balances me, though, because I yes. I love fire. But the sun is great, and I, lo I love but fire. But you also have duality. I, always, I light the fire. I love candles. I love watching fire. Yeah. But, but you, I the think moon it's, is stronger. I think it's the duality because I think there's too much of that inherently in me. We that, go back to the yin yang now, the, the balance. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think there's too much of that, that flame in me because I'm quick-tempered. I kind of can just like burn out I, mm. I throw so much into it and I can burn out and I think that's why I'm drawn balance. to the moon yes. some part of me or the moon you know what I mean draws me to it because I need that balance in my life yeah you're going to be drawn to what you need when you yeah. when you open yourself to what I what we just said mm -hmm. when you're open to being to the law of attraction or being to being drawn to the things that you need then you're going to be drawn to the things that you need regardless of what the situation is and for the you, universe the has your back yeah the universe really, has your it back. really does you just have to be uh, you know tuned into it mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. have to open your hearts open your yeah. mind now we're in the matrix oh man this 
if we could like I love this podcast. This is incredible. I wish we had Yellow Candles. Harry Potter favorite. referenced a time turner like Hermione so that we yes. could just like come back even though it, we would totally be breaking the rules because we would see ourselves. What's your favorite Shoot. color of candle? Um white. Ooh, white. Yeah. White because of its This is amazing. Yeah. We are like oh, what's the word? When you have two sisters who are super close but they're an opposite so I mean, they're drawn to each other and they're they're the best of friends and they're they're like they're blood sisters but they they have two they have the different opposing aspects they have that duality because 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 your your primary is the moon and my mm-hmm. primary is the sun and it's it, that just blew mm-hmm. my mind because mm-hmm. the candles that i picked out that i was drawn to and i said absolutely i didn't even look at the other candles yeah. they're both yellow and i didn't even think okay about that oh my god because i love now. yellow though ah Ah, but like the yellow and white. But you yes. also love white. You were saying earlier yeah. that like you love white, but I love yellow. Yellow and orange. Okay, so this is the thing where it goes back Are to we the, the sun, sun and the moon. But <laughs> oh my god, wait, no, hold on, hold on. I have a sun tattoo and Sarah has a moon tattoo. Really? I have a sun, we, we before we That's got amazing. our um we all have like a triple goddess or the triple moon goddess um tattoo now. Mm-hmm. But before this, I had a, a sun tattoo and she has a moon tattoo because we're complementary. So it's funny that I say like, yes, I am drawn to the moon, but Sarah's personality is more like the moon, and mine is definitely more like the sun, but mm. I am so drawn to the moon. Sarah's, like, my best friend since we were 11, whatever. Um, so it's so funny. Again, this whole thing where and the even, universe has yes. your back. Well, even that energy is different because, because as I mentioned, we have to find out who your goddess is. But yeah. With mine being Isis, I also want to get the Eye of Isis mm-hmm. tattoo. I mean, those are the Eye of Horus, but the Egyptian gods and goddesses, they all had the mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. accentuated the eyes. Oh, my God. You have the, to the read American gods. Yeah. You have to read American Neil gods. Neil Gaiman, right? Yes. yes. You need we to talked about that on 005. I know we did. I'm bringing it up again because you got to read it. Maybe. The show was interesting. The show. I, oh. My parents watched it, and I think that's what turned me off to it. Because I, I, I don't usually watch things that my parents watch. They, I didn't like, they they screwed up like the, the timeline, the order of things in the show. I didn't like the creative liberties that they took. I also did so not were better, like, yeah, like the representation of some of the gods I liked better. A couple of them I was like, oh, I maybe not like them better than the book, but I was like, this is a really interesting take. But there's a few representations of the gods that I was... I could have done without. I wish it had been truer to the book, but whatever. There's, hmm. there are very, very few, if any, um, film screen adaptations of a book where you will catch me saying, "Wow, that was way better than the book." Yeah, so, if you catch me saying that, I should have to give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> so, so we should definitely look into that. But speaking of witches, because I really wanted to talk about this, I want to talk about the Little Mermaid and about sea, sea witches. Witch. But I oh, know you've that been saying you were... sea witch all day. <laughs> Yeah, but I, which is interesting because I did want to talk about, I just see which made me think of, yeah. which has made me think of Little Mermaid because Ursula is a sea witch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's a bad sea witch. Sea, a sea witch of negativity. The one in Fairhaven is a sea witch of positivity. Okay, so. Ursula is a sea witch of negativity. We are going to talk about Disney in general. Do you want to talk we about Coco first? We are going to talk about, yes, but. Okay. The newer Disney films do not have as many problems plaguing them as the older Disney ones mm. did. But you talked about negative um, representation of a sea witch. And I just want to point out, because this is something that I did not take in as a child, and I feel fortunate that okay. oh, it always throws me off. Let's just go ham with The Little Mermaid, because I have a lot that, that to say about The Little Mermaid. clock is broken. Disney 
had a has a huge problem with they would queer code their villains. Ursula was based off of drag queens, Mm -hmm. and she's the villain. She's awful. Mm, Um, Jafar in Aladdin, he sort of has to force himself to be attracted to Jasmine, and he. I thought that was the whole purpose of it. Yes, but was that he wanted to win the heart of? No, no, no. He's forcing. No, no. He doesn't want to love her. He just wants to use her. She has power. But even when she like is kissing him, remember when she's trying to seduce him and he's just like not buying into it. And he has a lot of. I I heard somebody else say. I thought he was just the Um, one that wanted. I thought that he was genuinely attracted to her. mm -mm. I had that wrong too. Wow. Not in my understanding. I'll have to go back and watch it again because I haven't Um, seen Aladdin in a long time. Yeah, she's. that blew my mind. Yeah, and so there's, um, you know, so it's a, it's toying with the idea that he's not sexually attracted to her. And again, there's your villain. Wow, and, I have to go back and watch that. Um, there's the, and the even, gay villain. Okay. Even in wow. Frozen, initially, um, Elsa was supposed to be a horrible person. Elsa was supposed to be the bad guy. She was supposed to leave, and no, she's not necessarily, it, it, you know, it's never said either way. A lot of people... Um, have said that she is possibly a queer icon, a lesbian, asexual, whatever. That'd be awesome. She could be, but, well, it's a good thing that they made her not the bad guy because it would have been, again, another instance of um, queer villain. Disney, shape up. Well, Hans wasn't... That was his name, right? Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, oh, Hans, the character. (laughs) Also Hans Christian Andersen, the author of the original Little Mermaid, but... Hans, Hans was the was villain. The villain. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, even then, he didn't seem like he was actually interested in, in mm. Anna. So maybe there was. So maybe maybe they got away with queer coding. But I felt like he again. didn't have to fake it. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk about Little Mermaid. Okay. So. Circle back. Okay. Yeah. Circle back and unpack. Well, I remember. <laughs> but that. I've never heard that. I love that so much. You're the one that said it. Circle back and unpack. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you said that on ESP zero zero five. Oh wow, that's why I love it because I set up. Because you, you love guys, it I have memory issues. I'm it. really sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very common. Mental health matters. I just say we're going to talk about this memory loss and myself working in the mental health field now as a care coordinator, case manager. I see it firsthand. Depression and other mental health issues does cause significant memory loss. Um, it's actually so a side effect of my right medication. Now. It's and a side effect of that. my medication, which is really a bummer. Um, I used to be very good with remembering people's names immediately, remembering important dates. Um, and unfortunately, it takes me quite a while to get somebody's name down. Um, and a lot of the times that I've been pausing mid-sentence, it's because like the thought just leaves right out of my happens. brain. Um, it can either it, be depression or medications. Yeah, that and cause it's, that. it's a bummer, but and when you weigh well. the pros, cons of it, my life is so much better. So it's something that I'm working with. Um, and if I make the effort to slow down, it doesn't happen as much. But I like losing my train of thought in the middle of my words. But mm-hmm. I do have issues remembering things. I actually feel like a jerk sometimes because... I will tell somebody, oh, my God, yeah, I'll totally be there to help you on this day and this hour. And then I tell somebody else the same thing or I make plans to do something else. And it's usually my boyfriend. Sorry, Chris. I love you. I'm so sorry. Sorry. I'm not blowing you off. I swear to God. I just can't remember things. Um, But, yeah. So, anyways, let's circle back and unpack to The Little Mermaid. Thank you for my side story on medication. 
You're welcome, of course. Mental health matters. Hashtag mental health matters because it really does. It's very important. Mm-hmm. So, so Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. So my take on The Little Mermaid is I went back and I explored some Disney movies because The Little Mermaid was the first time that I realized as a small child that something was not quite right because there was there's a lot of really strong feminine images in The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid. Absolutely. And I was just drawn to them and just... Oh, just, enamored. Just, just a little girl going, ah, yeah. you know, like, well, just totally. When she's, oh my gosh, when she's like swimming yeah. upwards toward the light. Yes, is that that's what we're my, swimming upwards toward the light and her hair is yes. like swirling with her tail. Oh, yeah, so great image. For, for someone that, you know, for me in the unique situation that I'm in, it was a, a film that I was just immediately drawn to, but I was drawn to it. Well, according to Your other nails people. nails are so much better than mine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. They, get, they start to bend in sometimes, too, so I have to keep them at like at this level. But um, but you were drawn to it? Yeah, I was drawn to it. And some would say, for the pers- for the child I was then, you know, why are they drawn to that so much? That's not a, a masculine movie. There's a lot of strong feminine you know, imagery. And it just, but I was, yeah, I was too drawn to the movie. But, um, I, so, have yeah, to, so. I have to counter that. Um, so I am. There's both. Well, no. I mean, so cause, I mean. Because now I we're am, getting into problematic Disney. No, oh, no, no. So like I, I am a um, cisgender person, but I went through this period in my life when I was younger that I insisted I was Mike. I wanted to be treated like a boy. I um, preferred to wear uh, typically boy clothes. And I hated when people associated me with a girl in things aladdin was one of my favorite disney movies growing up because i wanted to be aladdin i wanted to be this tough boy on his own jumping through the streets taking care of himself i did not want to be jasmine at all who actually asserts some authority of her own life so she's not that bad in terms of disney um but yeah i really i was i and then the whole thing with the name mike definitely was because my brother was born and his name is Michael. But it actually it actually started because on Barney there was one kid named Mike and he was my favorite um, hmm. cast member on Barney. And then my brother was born and he was named Michael. And I was like, no, I am Mike because I identified with Mike on the show. And I was just, I just wanted to be Mike. I wanted to be this boy How Mike. do you feel about that now? Um, you know, I was always, and I was a tomboy for a long time growing up. I, I st- identify as a fluid. woman. Yeah. You could be. I mean, Non-binary, maybe I don't know. I I haven't given it too you, much you thought because I've been very. You could come out on our podcast. <laughs> I, well, I've been very comfortable. Which is ours. It's um, not mine. It's our podcast. Thank you. Because you're a regular guest. Um, I've been very comfortable with, you know, um, being saying like I identify as a woman. I'm you know I my gender matches the body that I was born with. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, it's really whatever um, is comfortable for you. But yeah, it's you should embrace whatever I've, whatever I've that means. You should like embrace this. it. But for a long time, I was very comfortable. Um, telling people that I was Mike and that I was a boy and that and just exploring that and what it meant to me and fortunately my parents as conservative they as they are were kind of like alright <laughs> like I wrote Mike right. on my bike helmet in my bedroom door and they were like alright <laughs> like they didn't you know I was a kid and maybe it was easier for them because they were like oh it was just a phase hmm. um and I don't necessarily think of it as just a phase. It was uh, maybe it was a phase where I was exploring myself. You well, know, being non binary. Uh, well, the fact that there is that non binary exists in such a widely publicized way today 
mm-hmm. has saved a lot of people's lives. Just the fact that non-binary exists on social media, it exists in our psyche, it exists in the LGBTQIA and obviously as part of the trans community. Yeah. That has helped a lot of people, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with being either gender fluid, gender flux, gender queer, or with being non-binary. Mm-hmm. They're similar but different, and there's a few other ones that are attached to that too that I'm, I'm, I might be forgetting. I feel I like it's sorry, always sort of an umbrella, and they all fall under. They're different, but they all sort of fall under the same umbrella of this gender identity spectrum. Yes. Yeah. So the three biggest ones are non-binary. Non-binary just means. A combination of both. Yeah. So you have basically you're not however you're one or the other. Yeah. You're just who you are. You're non-binary. You don't fit the binary. Oh my God. But then there's also you're gender just flux, who gender you fluid. Are. Yeah. Gender what flux, gender fluid, gender queer are different ways of expressing two separate but mm-hmm. specific identities. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, if you come and meet in the middle, then you're then you're non-binary or you're in the non-binary realm. But yeah, gender fluid, gender flux, gender queer. That's just your di- at different levels of intensity going back and forth. Between male, between male and female gender expressions and gender mm. identity because that's what's comfortable for you. Yeah. And can I just say as a side note, I feel like in the last decade, this maybe two, I feel like in the last decade, maybe two, uh, we have sort of reclaimed the word queer. Oh, and we have. This is a queer it podcast. It makes people. me so happy because I used to... I never thought of queer as a derogatory tor- term. Like you we know took it mean? back. I would be like, "Oh, that's so queer," it. as in that's so interesting or different or outside of the box. But I also, I mean, I don't prefer to say, "Oh, I'm bisexual." I would rather be like, "Oh, I'm queer." But most people are like, "What does that mean?" Representing bi so pride like, on the bi. ESP show. But that's the other thing too. I, I do, I do say bi because bi invisibility is a huge thing. It is, and it's I, underrepresented. People are like. Well, you're dating a guy, so okay. You're. So, I'm like, okay, I'm in a hetero relationship, but that yes. doesn't mean I'm not bi. Piss off. So let's have a quick, serious <laughs> conversation here on ESP015. Yes. Bisexuality is severely underrepresented and often dismissed within the LGBTQIA community. <sighs> oh, my especially God. Especially at Pride events. I, I have get... had many friends who are in the same situation that you are, AFAB, cisgender, bisexual, Thank who you. go to Pride, and they make friends... Uh, you know, or they'll make friends in the queer community, and then if they're cis women or AFAB, regardless, you know, whatever the yeah. situation is, if they start dating a man, their queer friends will be, will give them, will give them a hard time. Oh my god, I have been and ugh, criticize like them and ridicule them. Yeah, for criticized by by the straight community and the LGBTQI plus community. Oh my God. I'm like, there are a lot of, Oh my gosh. And then people. Yeah. So if I, the tagline now, yeah, just good, everybody, but, but sometimes the it straight people and everybody else. Um, but yeah, but okay. it's like, I have had, you know, men that were interested in me tell me that I just haven't been satisfied correctly or that I'm going through a phase or that I'll go out of it. Oh my God. This guy, I was like, get off my porch. <laughs> Like we're not, we're not even. It was like, first of all, I never wanted to date you. Second of all, we're not friends anymore. Get off my porch. I saw this terrifying um, thing on Facebook today about. It was an article from a couple of years ago, and it was how to approach a woman who's wearing headphones. And then there was a there was a sub piece of that, and it was don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there was there was a subsection of that article that said the woman might be resistant to you at first. If she is, be persistent. Don't let her say no. What the? It's am I allowed to article. swear on this show? What the so. fuck? What the? F- 
We can always. We oh can my always god! Cut it so I know we're not live streaming on that camera now. So I think okay, I think you're okay. Oh my god! And we How can cut about it out if just we need to. retitle it? How to works. stalk a woman? Yeah. <sighs> Good God! I, I will bring up know? the article after, but it's like it's like a it men's me magazine. So it gets me so mad because I walk around with my headphones in with nothing playing yeah. every once in a while, probably once a week at least, because I don't want people to talk to me. Yeah. Go away. That's basically what all the comments said. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and that whole don't let her say no thing was just terrifying. Oh my God. Like, that was like when, uh, when Bud, Bud Light, when they were like, take no out of your vocabulary. Cause, and I get it. They meant like, oh, beer is liquid courage. And it, you know what I mean? You'll lose some of your inhibitions. That and, awful. Yeah. but I, I'm like, there must have not been a single female. In the room that was like, yeah, this is a good tagline. They must have not. Or I feel like there was probably one person that was like, hey, guys, don't you think this is maybe like a little, a little rapey? And yeah. I feel like everybody else was like, what? You're, get out. You're fired, Johnson. That's sick. You know, like that. that's the only two yeah. ways it went is that. <laughs> I love that you named him Johnson. I, yeah, you like <laughs> what I did there? <laughs> um, but Dick, oh, okay. Dick so back Johnson, to the whole thing, Richard Johnson. Um, but yeah, so I've had you know men tell me, "Oh, you just don't know what you want," and then I've also had um, people that are that gay or lesbian say that, like, "Well, like you know, you're just like a tourist, or you're pretending to be straight, like you're afraid to just be completely gay." Or how about you're interested you're... in men and also interested in women? Yeah, but also like people that don't identify as either of those two you know that's why i, I feel like i don't well, know Well, then there's pansexuality yeah but i feel like i don't know i've read which includes but i, see, not I just, just feel like queer is a better term for me because i just don't all of the labels done. i don't have Check. one that queer yeah i just don't Love have it. one that like me too reading it <laughs> makes me think yeah that's me um but yeah no i had like a guy that i thought i was friends with and he's gay and he like went off on me and was like you don't know what it's like. Nah, nah, nah. And I was like, um, well, there's also P.S. Like, not a lot of yeah. people in my family know that I'm bi. I told my mom, I flipped out after Trump won the election and told my mom, like, I wasn't going to be coming to family events anymore because they all voted for him. And I was like, you guys clearly hate me, even though you don't know. But, um, and so I was like, um, I do. Like, I was like, I'm bisexual. And I can relate. <laughs> yes. But I was like, I'm bisexual. And so, yeah, I do. Thank you for the high five. I was just kind of raising my hand. <laughs> but I was trying to say, like, oh, I do understand the persecution or the, like, invalidation of who I am. And he was like, no, you don't. It's not even next to the same. Like, it, he was like, you can, because you can just pretend you're straight whenever you want to be. Yada. Like, and it was, I'm no longer friends with this person. I was so horrified by his statements and by the fact also that he wanted to, like, have a pissing contest over. Well, like who had who who had a less like receptive family? I don't know. There was an article. There was another article that came out about the fractured split between the gay community and the rest of the mm. queer community as well. And it's exactly what you were just talking about. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, so how did we get there? Oh, because you liked The Little Mermaid, and I really liked Aladdin. Oh, right. So, so yeah. the whole thing about The Little Mermaid is that The Little Mermaid to me is a good example of feminism because and everyone throws the papers up I'm in the waiting. I'm waiting. Okay. So and I'm gonna tell you why. Thank you. Thank you for not immediately jumping down. I mean no, I'm that. like already creating counter arguments, but I'm waiting. <clears throat> and I'm gonna tell you why. Because the same argument I hear from everyone and that I've been hearing it for years. And this is 
this is the I'm woke AF bro argument. And the woke AF bro argument is that Ariel made poor decisions. She trusted a sea witch and she abandoned her family to go and follow this life with Prince Eric. Mm -hmm. And that she made, right? And that that's the basic. And she made a poor choice because she's 16. Okay. Like, so, okay, cool. <laughs> what else? <laughs> here's my take on it now. Here's my response to that. No, oh, I'm saying okay. I'm saying that doesn't oh, make her yes. a terrible person. Like, that's just, 16-year-old yeah. okay. six, girls do that. 16-year-old boys do that. People right. make crap decisions when they're 16. So, okay, Ariel is a girl. It's a wealthy, say, let's just say wealthy. It's a wealthy mm -hmm. girl. She's a princess. Yes. She's a princess who is in a physically, emotionally, and psychologically abusive father-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. Her dad basically kicks down the door to her room, right? And literally trashes Toxic her masculinity. room. Like everything that she yeah. has that she likes as a hobby, her dad comes in in a fit of, in a fit a of, of masculine dad rage. rage. Yep. And literally destroys her entire collection including of everything most, that is important yes, to her, including her most sacred uh, possession, which was the statue of Eric. Mm -hmm. So, what like red flags right away, right there? Like, yeah, she leaves. Yeah, so she runs away from this abusive relationship yeah. to pursue. To, granted, she she pursues a man, but. Who the hell decided that they could tell any woman how to live their life? If Ariel wanted to run away to be with someone, that's her choice to make. Right. That's Eric no one else's doesn't, choice like, to make it for her. her. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like Eric traps her. It's not like... And all, yeah. So yeah, okay. So in Ariel's defense, and I, it's a similar thing we see with Princess Jasmine, is that Maybe it was a bad decision and maybe it was a decision based on like hetero love, but she made a choice for herself. She decided yeah, it was this is her. what I want. And maybe that's the only area where she has like when you know what I mean, where she has some authority over her life, but she asserts it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same thing with Princess Jasmine, okay, because you know, um who I who I love, um feminist icon Princess Jasmine. Um she the law says you must be married. Her father starts to recite it, and she says, well, the law is wrong. You yes, know? I, and she, I like that part. She, I am not surprised to be one. She says, and yes, yeah, she ultimately ends up falling in love with Aladdin. Um, and, you know, oh, it's love at first sight, and blah, 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 blah. Or with Aladdin and then with Prince Ali, and she's still into Prince Ali. And, I mean, he's kind of gaslighting her, which is gross, and then and she falls for him, but she... Like Ariel is Prince has made Ali, this. My oh my God! Ali Ababa. All right, strong as ten and regular men, men, definitely. Anyways, anyways, um, we will have us. Oh my God, we'll have Mandatory a side Disney. episode right. where we just have a Disney sing along. Oh yeah, if the <laughs> listeners want. Um, we still have to talk about uh, next podcast. We'll have to talk about ancient civilizations. Oh my God, lost civilization, Egypt, lost civilizations. Maybe yeah, plug the upcoming podcast Atlantis, that I'm going to work on. Your podcast, because we have to wrap um, up. Soon. I know we do. I'm looking at the clock, but and we also literally listening. covered everything that we wanted to talk yes. about, aside from Cocoa. conspiracy theories <laughs> and Cocoa. ancient civilizations and lost civilizations yeah. and Coco. Take it away with Coco. Okay, so wrap up. it up. Um, for those of you that do not know. 
Coco is the Disney Pixar movie that came out last November, and it is so beautiful. Um, it takes place in Mexico, and it is about this little boy, Miguel, who... Um, but keep in mind, the story is called Coco, and his great-great-grandma is... Or his great-grandma is Coco. Um, this little boy, Miguel, whose family has banned music, accidentally gets transported oh, to the land of the dead. Well, and it's a whole thing about finding himself because he loves music, and he's trying to get his family to come to terms with with that, with him being a musician. And he also, he also kind of runs away and goes and steals this guitar and then gets transported to the land of the dead because it's Day of the Dead and he stole a guitar from a dead guy. Yikes, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to give them offerings, not steal from them. Um, but it's this beautiful story. He continually runs away from his family who is trying to send him home, risking his own life to for this pursuit of what could very well be a foolish dream. And nobody's talking smack about about Miguel running away from his family. But anyways, long story short, um, it's actually about the significance of family and also forgiveness and also the importance of remembering people and remembering loved ones. And it deals with death in a beautiful way. And I'm probably going to cry talking about it. I've seen it like eight times. Is it a musical or is every it time. Disney Pixar? It is a musical. Like okay. There are songs in it. Um, also, it's an all... Um, Latina Latino cast. Ooh, why haven't we heard as much about it's, it as Moana? I don't know, but it oh my god, it was amazing and um so, Oh my god, I want to cry. I just I have yeah. you know, I lost my grandmother last year and I also have somebody in my family that is losing dealing with Alzheimer's and there's a little bit of that in Coco as well. So Moana, the grandmother's death absolutely broke me and Coco I somebody told me to bring tissues and I was watching it and halfway through I was like oh my god I know who you are I know what your character storyline is going to be this is beautiful and then I was like all right good I got it I'm good I'm not going to cry cue 20 minutes later I was watching it at work sobbing sobbing like I was working on the golf course and golfers were coming up to me asking what was wrong and I was like it's just a Disney movie beautiful Disney movie so anyways go watch Coco yes god Disney should pay us for how much we promote them so uh, last thing we're going to end on because it's about Coco is about yeah so go watch Coco thank you Disney Disney pay us please oh and come see Dark Tales Holding a Cold Autumn Eve at Katuit yes, from when? October 11th to October 28th Thursday Friday and Saturday at 7:30 one uh, Sundays at 1:30 tickets are twenty dollars it thank sounds you. super witchy and I'm going it's so cool oh there's the high five <laughs> there's the actual high five in um so sound what were you saying Coco so and the Day of the Dead. So, and this is going to be a segue into our next episode that you come back for. Yes. Okay. So. Is it Demarian Simulation? According to, no, maybe, but according to Graham Hancock, who is the author that I, that was in the podcast that I sent to, the Joe Mm -hmm. Rogan podcast, the Day of the Dead may have been a celebration that was started over 10,000 years ago. To commemorate it. the destruction of the Empire of Atlantis. <gasps> what? <gasps> oh, tune in next time because we're going to dive into that. What a cliffhanger. Mm, I love you, Aaron. I love you too. Okay. I guess Girl that's power. it. And witch power. Yeah. It's we are the granddaughters women. of the witches you couldn't burn. That's right. Trump. I said I wasn't going to get political, and I've been like thoroughly political. Which is against Trump. <laughs> All right, everyone, I think that's a wrap. Thank you for having me on. We're going to go get some sushi. As we do. Yes. We're making this Maybe a thing. Maybe a cocktail or two. 
and talk about some ancient civilizations and lost civilizations. Love it. Okay, my lovely unicorns, thank you again for tuning into ESP, ESP015. This was basically a witchcraft, mental health, and Disney Disney review podcast. But it all tied in. That was basically it, right? But it all tied in. We didn't talk about anything totally random, did we?